Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Thursday, December 29th, 2022, as we continue to get closer to the next Duke men's basketball game on Saturday against Florida State. We want to give a big-time congratulations to Mike Elko and Duke football for winning the Military Bowl yesterday by a score of 30-13. to Really fun to watch that game unfold. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils wherever you get your podcasts. We're available to listen to each and every weekday. Also, be sure to find us on YouTube to watch the show daily. Locked On Blue Devils, there on YouTube. Press the subscribe button and your support means the absolute world to us. Coming up on today's show, very excited to bring on my good pal, Dustin Shu from the Devil's Dead Podcast. Dustin, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. New Year is right around the corner. Thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, always great to be here, JJ. Excited to talk about this Duke squad, man. It's been a little bit since they've been out on the hardwood uh, against Wake Forest, and then even before that, they had a long layoff as well. We haven't had that many games of Duke basketball here in the month of December. So it's going to be a really nice change of pace once this weekend gets here. And then all of a sudden we're back to having two games a week. Yeah, it's really about to pick up. I mean, uh, you know, we had a 10-day layoff between um, Eastern Shore and and Wake Forest and then another 11-day layoff. This this time of the year with finals and Christmas break, uh, it's always rough for a Duke fan. You know, when we get the fiend in for more games and now, you know, you hit – basically a month without playing anything but uh yeah like you said january is around the corner and it's about to really ratchet up yeah no we absolutely uh, are ready for more duke basketball in our lives especially after that last game uh, where duke unfortunately suffered another loss their first acc loss of the season for the duke blue devils as they did fall to wake forest what stood out to you in that game dustin um the sloppiness you know we just yeah. obviously um you're not going to be crisp coming off of a, lay, a layover of 10 days like we were. For Jeremy, it was even longer because he didn't even play in that Eastern Shore game. Right. Um, sloppiness with the ball. Just, you know, it's like the guys almost were checked out a little bit. And, and understandable. Look, they just come off finals. Uh, you're going home for Christmas break. Um, I wish we could have focused in because I thought that was a game. Typically games at Wake Forest, those are tough games for us. Um I feel like 90% of the time, like our starting five fouls out at Wake Forest. Um, but, you know, this one being during the break, there were no students there. There are actually more Duke fans um, than Wake fans, it felt like, it in a lot of the sections. So I thought we had a, a you know a really good shot of pulling that one out, and we just didn't come to play, and here we are. Yeah, those 19 seconds, right? Duke had a 4-2 to lead in the basketball game for 19 seconds, and then uh, tough to watch the rest of the way, right? Yeah, and then a fan like, you know, I'm sure you're the same way. I, I'm always down after a loss. So, you know, after <laughs> yeah. a loss, the only thing that can get you back up is the next game and a win, and then you're at an 11 And we've had to wait forever, yeah. <laughs> over Christmas, too. So, you know, right. um, my family knew. They were they didn't push me too hard this, uh, this past weekend about it, so it was all good. Yeah, so here we are. We'll have Duke getting ready to play Florida State. I do want to talk about the squad so far this sure. season, and, and really the most impressive player nationally in the conference – to Duke fans, I think everybody would say Kyle Filipowski has been that guy. He's the best scorer this season for Duke. He's been their most consistent rebounder. He's done a lot of really nice things on the defensive end. Let me ask you this and pose the question to you this way, Dustin. 
if Kyle Filipowski continues to be Duke's best player for the remainder of the year, is that a good thing? I, I guess it depends on how good. If it's the Kyle that we were seeing right out of the gate, the double-double Kyle. That is a um, very fair spin of the question. How good is important? Possible. Yeah. And look, Kyle's been good the last three games. Not so great. Wake Forest, not very good. Right. Uh, I think he had like five turnovers. Um, it just wasn't. And, and look, not to pick on Kyle. No, nobody, nobody was crisp. Um, but yeah, the, those first couple games, Kyle, uh, that Kyle paired with um, a, a Mark that's engaged and a Derek that's engaged and a Lively that's engaged and Roach. We know what we're getting out of him. Tyrese has shown those flashes. That kind of Kyle, I think, uh, could take us somewhere. But I would like to see a little bit more development from those other guys as well. That's why I do have a little bit of hesitation, and I would like to hear from folks in the comments if you're watching us on YouTube or send us your thoughts on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Is it okay if at the end of the year Kyle Filipowski is Duke's best player? And just given the hype coming into the year for somebody like Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively, considering that they have been held back by some of their injuries and what we've seen so far, it feels to me as though Duke can't ultimately reach their ceiling this year unless those guys are playing at their top levels. And I do believe that means Dariq Whitehead is probably the best player on the team. Yeah, well, look, somebody's got to be the best player regardless, yeah, right? right. You know, either way you slice it, even if they're all terrible, somebody's better, the best True. out of the terrible yep. bunch. Um, as far as the, you know, I don't get caught up on the rankings thing that much anymore. I did when I was a lot younger and I thought it was a big thing, but not all ones are created equal. And look, to be honest with you, the guys that are ranking these guys, I don't know how they do it. You're looking at 500 kids or more and you're trying to box them in one through 15 and they're all pretty similar in that range. It's tough to say um, that if Kyle does better than Dariq just because he was rated slightly behind him, that it's a buzz for Dariq or Kyle's had a better upside, whatever the case may be. Um, I think all in all, though, all I want is everybody to, to max their potential. I think that's important for them to be able to do that, and I think we'll ultimately see the best version of Duke if that were to be the case. I want to talk a little bit more about what that potential could possibly look like, ways to improve for Duke going into the new year, and we'll do that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our good friends over at Bet Online. That's right, your number one source for sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season, basketball, and the World Cup, we've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Make sure you head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson, alongside my buddy Dustin Shu from the Devils Den podcast. If people aren't familiar with your podcast, tell me a little bit about it, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, you can find us uh, on Apple, Spotify, any other, anywhere you get wherever them. Wherever you get them. Yeah, wherever you get them. I don't care how you get them. Just <laughs> look up the Devils Den. Uh, it'll come up. It'll be like a, a shield. You'll see. I mean, it's going to be obvious. Um, there you go. So, yeah, we're, we're over there. We're on, you know, twice a week now during the season, at least trying to do stick to that regiment. Um, obviously, it's been kind of down the last couple of days. There's not been anything going on. Um, but, yeah, twice a week you can find us uh, 
uh, with my co-hosts, Josh Smith and Raul. And I think those guys do amazing stuff and I'm just happy to ride their coattails. <laughs> yeah. I love listening to you guys. It's always an engaging conversation talking about the Duke season so far. So uh, talking about the squad in particular, looking to bounce back, coming back home to Cameron indoor stadium. Uh, the fact that Duke does get to play back at home, how much of a factor do you think that will play into the Florida State game? Well, I hate going to Tallahassee, so I'm glad this one's uh, in Durham. Amen. I know Amen. that. Uh, <laughs> even our best teams hardly survived Tallahassee. So, you know, this Florida State team, they've been kind of a conundrum. Um, start of the season didn't look very good. Looked like them and Louisville were going to fight it out for who could be the worst in the ACC. Um, but, you know, since ACC play started, I believe Florida State's now – Two and one. I believe they got home wins against Louisville and Notre Dame, and they lost at Virginia by like five. So, you know, look, they played the Purdue um, team that we played like a week after us. I think that was a 10 point game. So they're not going to be a pushover. Uh, any Leonard, Leonard Hamilton coach squad is not going to be. Um, but I'm glad this one's at home for sure. So it's at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And Duke, obviously, the last time out, played their first true road game of the season. Uh, the defense has always been the calling card for the Blue Devils this year, and it really is just so impressive with so many newcomers on the squad that we've been able to see the defensive intensity, communication, everything, because typically when you've got these Duke teams with so many young freshmen, that's one of the last things to come along. Oh, for sure. I mean, you guys will all remember the 2018 squad. Um, <laughs> you got Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter, and Wendell Carter Jr. to his um, – you know, his accolades, he's one of the best defenders even in the NBA right now. Um, but that team, we had to play zone. You know, yeah. it's hard to teach freshmen, especially that Coach K man-to-man uh, -man defense that he liked to play. John Shire, I think, has dialed it back and made it a little – dumbed it down a little bit. Um, but it's been effective. And like you said, it's it's been our calling card, all for the – except the Wake Forest game where we inexplicably gave up 81 points. It's the most we've gave up all season. When people have asked you what's the like biggest playing style difference between Coach K and what we've seen through 12 games of John Shire, what have you been saying, Dustin? Uh, well, it's defense for sure. Yeah. But, you know, defense was always a Coach K, at, at least in my heyday as a kid, that was what we were known for, slapping right. the floor kind of defense, not not what we've uh, been accustomed At to recently, the last yeah. 10 years, right? But um other than that, the ball movement, you know, these last several years, and not to pick on the Coach K regimen, but, um, you know, the the ISO ball, we, we don't have that player. We don't have that Paulo. We don't have that Zion, Kyrie. So this is a, a score by committee, and there's been a lot of great ball movement, especially in our some of our best key plays, you know, a lot of people touching the ball. So many different leading scorers, yes, you know, like Jalen Blake's in the Jalen Blake's last, but, yeah. but 17 points for Jalen Blake's. Hey, Jaden Shoot, Florida State game, <laughs> 18 off the bench. Playing well, man. That's what we're hoping for. I'd love to see that if, uh, if Jaden Shoot was able to come through. He played well against Maryland Eastern Shore. I wonder he if did. he's going to have a bit of a bigger role going forward. You know, I think um, – I think John's looking for shooters, obviously, in our in our roughest stretches. Offensively, we kind of stagnated and bogged down. Um, we're playing these two big lineups. Uh, Mark Mitchell's been, uh, you know, shooting great from 44-something percent from three. He doesn't take a lot of them. He, he makes them. It doesn't look great, but he makes them. Um, but he's not really a threat. People aren't really – they're kind of daring him to take those. Uh, you know, we need to get Grandison going a lot more. That, that corner shot, like we talked about preseason, I mean – if you look Amen. at the stats on what he's hitting over there, it's unreal. Um, Tyrese has been a little streaky. He got going for a minute, kind of went cold again. Jeremy is what Jeremy does, um, hits big shots. 
So if we could get, you know, a couple spot minutes for Jaden here, there, and the, you know, under four, sneak him in before the under four, under eight, you know, just for a minute or two, um, and, and maybe, you know, run a play, get a shot off for him, that'd be great. It's a good problem to have with so many guys that can contribute, and that was always something that, you know, I mean, it would be some, a knock against Mike Krzyzewski from time to time would just be the fact that, hey, you've got all these guys that you recruited, and yet it feels like you're only playing six or seven at the end of the day. And now, as you said, like Jacob Grandison is a perfect example. That guy can easily and has gone off in a couple of games this season, and yet there are also games out there where, yes, he might have played 10 minutes, but did he play 10 minutes? Because it didn't feel like he was out there. There's games where he just doesn't shoot a lot. And, right. and to me, I want him taking five threes a game, four or five a, a game at least. You know, um, that's what he does. And I don't want him forcing them, but he takes open shots, right? plays great defense, sets a lot of screens, moves off the ball so well, uh, just does a little bit of everything. Um, I, I love Slim Jake, and I, I'd like to see him play in 20 minutes a game. Let's go ahead and we'll take our final timeout here on the program today and start to wind down our conversation in just a moment here on Locked On Blue Devils. This next message is paid for by the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers, putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. It's time to go, and for a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. Well, what are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. Moving forward and winding down today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, I'm J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Dustin Shu from the Devil's Den Podcast. All right, let's talk about the captain, Jeremy Roach. Uh, as you said, he had a bit of a long layoff before getting back into play for Wake Forest, having not played the Maryland Eastern Shore game. Duke didn't need him. Duke was able to start five true freshmen for the first time ever in a game. And then Roach comes back and has one of his worst games that we've seen so far this season. The shots haven't necessarily been falling at the rate that I think many people were expecting. Jeremy Roach himself included in that. And trying to find the way for Proctor and Roach to play off one another, I think has been a little difficult for Duke this year, Dustin. I mean, you can see it in the results, right? I mean, it. I, Jeremy, when I look at Jeremy, I kind of look at Nolan Smith. And I don't know if you knew, Nolan Smith played at Oak Hill with Brandon Jennings, who was an outstanding point guard. Right. Um, so, you know, we recruited Nolan to come be a point guard, but he wasn't ever really a point guard. He was a scoring guard. He's a combo guard. And I kind of think that's what Jeremy is. Um, he's more of a shot hunter uh, than a shot creator. Um, whereas Tyrese, I think, is more of a shot creator um, coming off that kind of FIBA style that they play um, where he's from, obviously. Yeah. So I think it's been hard because obviously Jeremy's a, a junior. He's the captain. You want the ball in his hands. Um, Tyrese, I don't know if he knows how to play that kind of shooting guard off the ball role just yet where he's still looked at to be a creator, but also he needs to get shots up because they're, he's getting passes from, you know, from Jeremy and everywhere else. Uh, so I think that's been a little bit of a conundrum for John right now is do we hand the keys directly to Tyrese and be like, you run the show, Jeremy, I want you to hunt the shots. Maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings at this point yeah. either, you know? I mean, obviously they've had a lot of time to have these conversations, right? I think that's the, the big thing about these days off. One was practice time because that's something that we haven't really 
uh, discussed as much, but was a big element in this because Duke hasn't had everybody fully healthy at once. And then, of course, the worst time of year, everyone's battling sickness. Duke was impacted by that, and so that affected practice time as well. But also, the second thing that takes place here are all of these conversations because just like us, the fans, I can only imagine the coaching staff and players are also chomping at the bit to get back out there on the court. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, these guys, you, you know it as well as I do. That, that loss ate them up, yeah. um, and they've been stewing over it for a while. So, uh, you know, they're already back in, back on campus, back to practice. Obviously, we've got a game in two days, three days. Um, so, you know, and, and like I said, not to, to jump on Jeremy, everybody had a, a bad game last game. Um, but I think, you know, they do need to solve that, that kind of point guard, shooting guard duties yeah. a, a little bit, define that role a little bit better. What are you seeing out of the ACC so far this year? Um, well, just like last year, I think, you know, uh, the opinion right out of the gate is, holy boy, the ACC stinks. Yeah. Um, we won the Big Ten Challenge. You we know, did. Which, that was which, big. Which was a surprise to, to even me. But I don't think it's as bad as, you know, we were getting credit for. Just like last year, you know, everybody said it was terrible. And then, lo and behold, you know, the Sweet 16 comes around and we have like six of the teams in, from the ACC. And then three um, elite eight squads, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, um, look, Virginia's always tough. Much respect to Bennett. Uh, Pitt's been Pitt's been great so far from what I've seen from them. Uh, I, I love Mike Bray. Notre Dame's going to be tough. Um, Louisville is as bad as yeah. Louisville is. Sure, everybody says so. Sure, um, BC just beat Virginia Tech. You know, in Chestnut Hill the other night surprised me because I got a lot of respect for that Virginia Tech squad. So, you know, it's ACC. There's never an easy night. You better come with your A game. Wake Forest seems to be – I mean, we just saw Wake Forest. Uh, it feels like this is the best squad Kevin Keats has had at NC State. Yep. Uh, and then we're not even mentioning the preseason number one team in the country. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. I mean, look, that's, uh, we, we've got the ACC play coming into play. And Duke is somebody, Dustin, as you know. Uh, that that are the reigning regular season champs. The target is on their back, like it always is, but even more so when you do have that championship pedigree and swagger uh, for this upcoming season. So I'm really curious to see how the league's going to play out. ACC Media Day, there were two people that picked us to finish first, and I was one of those guys. You know, am, <laughs> I, am I a homer, maybe? You know, but I really um, – I got a lot of confidence in John. I thought he would, he would figure it out. Um, I wasn't sold in Virginia at the time. Miami, that's a team I haven't mentioned. Miami's been great too. Right. We've got a tough schedule. Uh, we've still got to play at Miami. We got to play at Carolina. We got to play at Virginia. Um, still got to play at Syracuse. You know, there's there's going to be some couple more lumps. You know, but you know, all in all, if the guys just kind of learn from from the mistakes, and then all you need to do is get it going at the right time, and hopefully we're playing deep into March. All right, let's get set for Florida State on Saturday. Keys to the game for Duke. What do you think? Always rebounding with Florida State. That you know, I don't know what it is about Leonard, but he likes to have about you know seventeen, seven foot four guys. Amen. Yeah, and three of them are like twenty seven years old. Just larger than life. Two tours of Iraq and stuff. (laughs) You know, but um, rebounding, taking care of the ball, just being smart with the ball, taking good shots. We haven't. I haven't seen a lot of guys forcing and pressing shots. Um, You know, the offense will come. Just work the ball around. Take care of it. Don't turn it over. Uh, rebound and play defense, and the rest take care of itself. Can't wait. Duke basketball back on Saturday when they take on Florida State inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Dustin, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you again. Uh, The Devil's Den podcast. And like you said, 
twice a week during the basketball season. Uh, tell us one more time about the podcast and why folks should listen. Uh, I don't really know why you should listen other than you just love Duke basketball. Love Duke. Like to hear people ramble on about, you know, every, every, every little thing that just happened in the game they just watched last night. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm the same way. I watch the games twice just because – and over these breaks, I might watch them five times. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, we just love talking Duke basketball, anything about it. I will mention, I don't know if you guys know, tonight they dropped the, uh, the NIL Brotherhood package. So that's a, uh, a like an NIL portal hub. Uh, you can go sign up. They've got the magazine, the Slam magazine that just came out. Uh, the whole team signed it. You get a shirt. You get some exclusive access to merch. A little pricey, but uh, if you're a big fan, still looking for something, you know, a late Christmas present, yeah, there early you go. birthday present, there it is. It's uh, thebrotherhood.live. You can go check it out. Perfect. Absolutely love that. We'll be checking that out for sure. Dustin, as always, it's great to see you. Thanks for stopping by the show today. Appreciate having me on, JJ. That's my buddy Dustin Chu joining us here on Lockdown Blue Devils. We'll continue to talk about this Duke basketball team on tomorrow's show to get you ready for their game against Florida State. That's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get them. Leave us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast platform. In particular, the algorithms love those written reviews. And subscribe on YouTube. We're continuing to climb towards 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, and your support means the absolute world. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, Wayne. Good day. <laughs>